adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Russ, you're looking muscular. <laughs> Cardiovascular. Yeah, I try to be vascular. Veiny. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one way to put we it. Back, sure. baby. That's a terrible way to put it. I've been, during my absence, I have still somehow weirdly gotten the full Tony Gill experience because the other people in my house will give it to me. So, like, my kids walk around saying, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, and <laughs> chickadee tenders and things like that. And now my my wife has uh, – do you, is it just – is it A-yo or just yo? Or is it either one? Either one works. Okay. Because I prefer the more subtle yo. Which yo. I do, which Russ, <laughs> it's yeah, Russ, funnier. Russ, Russ does it very well. Yes, yo. I need. <laughs> I want that. I want that as like the. Uh, I want that as like the chime when I get a text. From Russ, just yo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but my my wife has taken to to uh, cashing in on that, and it's not that different than like the uh, you know Michael Scott. That's what she said. You could pretty much say that anytime. Yes. Um, but my wife has uh, very much enjoyed because. Our kids hear us say that, but they don't know what it means. So it's one of the few things we can kind of, uh, you know, zip past our kids to each other right in front of them and them not realize. Ah, and the so, parent jokes. Yeah, that's right. And uh, there's very little of that that we can get away with as our kids get older and smarter. But, um, you know, we went through this whole saga where I didn't have a, a, a working proper phone for an adult. And now I do. And so I got this phone and it's a little bit bigger. The new iPhone that I got, uh, it's not the biggest one you could get. But Yo. it, it's bigger than the one that I had. Also, you. And uh, I was fumbling with it as I have been. I, I, I've been taking um, screen caps like five times a day accidentally with this phone because I just can't handle it. And I was complaining to my wife. I'm like, I can't I can't handle this thing with one hand. It's too big to handle with one hand. It's a two hander. <laughs> and, and and she just she can't resist like she just drops right in. I mean, I I, I get it. Right. I get it. Yeah. That's so, flagrant. What you were just saying. Yes, that's cool. Jason <laughs> exchange pieces. That's good. I am like the. I'm like the who, who's the. I mean, I think of Chris Paul probably because I'm old. But who's like the best passer in the NBA? Uh, LeBron James. Well, LeBron he's James. good at everything. I, I'm I'm gonna stick with Chris Paul. I'm the Chris Paul of set of assists on Yo. <laughs> you might be. I mean, I'm, be. I'm, I'm putting be. it right. I'm putting it right where you need it, Russ. <laughs> yo, <laughs> there it is. That might be the ultimate. Uh, Setting up time. the Yo for for that. That's yeah. right. It's an art. I'm an yeah. artist. I would I would think that if there was a local Chicago media personalities like under 30 or under 40 uh, of influential people i think i'd be on the list i may be 40 what or honorable mention but i think i'd be on the list 
Uh, what? Where is this coming from? Did you just start this all of a sudden? No, like, no. In your head? <laughs> like, <laughs> conversation has been doing on this show. That, that, that didn't. That didn't. That didn't. We weren't talking about that. So, like, no, no, yes. where did, you said no, a new, seg- a new segment said, where Tony proclaims his greatness. Jason said that even though he wasn't on the show, he was still getting his full dose of Tony. That is a sign of influence. That's in my saying. house. Tony. In his house. Yeah. That's if we did, hey. if we did the top thirty under thirty influencers in my home, then mm-hmm. yeah, you'd be like probably second or third, I would guess. Awesome. That's all I need. No. Behind a couple of neighbor kids. I'm not validating Tony with these awards that he wants to blow himself every week. Yeah, with. I'm not either. That's yeah. that's the point. Well, I'm not. Look, e- I'm not look, either. <laughs> look, man. If nobody's going, you know, boost you up. You know, got you got to encourage yourself. You know, and I'm gonna say something, Tony. You gotta bleep, bleep this out after. But we've had it at work, where you know, if, if I'm right about something on the show, or somebody else is right about something on the show, and we bring it up, we incur the <laughs> fine. Or it's just like, bro, you can't, you can't keep bringing it back up. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. no, Tony. Because yeah. like, let let people tell you you're great, bro. That, yes. Yeah, no, that's never been Tony's approach. Because then, because then at that point, people are gonna be like, "You're trash and garbage," and I don't want good things to happen in your life. Tony is that's more of the Tony is more of the school of thought of like keep saying it till everyone starts repeating it. Keep saying it till till everybody uh, you know believes it. Yeah, that's what the, I I think part of the city's problem is everybody just kept telling Tony how great he was. <laughs> I really think that's a, that's a, that's how we got here. Everyone's like, oh, Tony, oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you're right because the oh, thing and, is, and Jason's done it on the show. Jason, oh, Tony, you do those voiceovers so well. He is he is great. And you come in in the dark and oh. you have velvety <laughs> velvety tones, <laughs> and you you come on before the game and and you get me hype like and you do it and then it's like yeah, I'm the top influencer in the sports media Chicago people. Yes, that I'm forty. It got it got out of hand because he is <laughs> he is great, he's great, but you but the combination of him being great and knowing that he's great, and then exaggerating how great he is, that's where we get into problems. That's where uh, Tony becomes like a show wrecking diva for us. What did, Not what for Goff. Goff keeps him in check somehow. What did, what did uh, Stefan Diggs say? I'm him. We've totally jumped the shark on I'm him. I saw the NFL. hundred percent. Who's the most him? I'm like, oh, that's nasty. What is wrong, bro? These these social media people are horrendous. It's just like, what are black people saying? Put it up with a poll. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, man. That's not even a a, a grammatically correct sentence. (laughs) Who's the most him? What are we doing? Uh, that was uh, I don't know if you it's saw cringe-worthy. that, Jason, but that was so cringy on Twitter. Or or or, or they was mad multiple this week because they had the NFL because it's uh Hispanic. Who are we talking about? Are we talking about someone's uh, an account specifically? Or? The NFL, the, the, the oh, okay. official right. NFL, NFL Twitter account because they had a second one where they had for Hispanic Heritage Month they had like the Inye over the N in NFL, and it's like, bro, what? what no, it doesn't make sense. Doing? No. Tone, that's like in the office when they had the big party for Oscar and Michael Scott wrote the little uh, tilde over the end on lemonade. Like, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. 
poorly thought out. I don't know if I've ever seen a well-run uh, a team or league-run social media account. I don't know if it exists. Uh, I don't think they... <sighs> the funniest I... thing that the Bears one has ever tweeted out was uh, when it got hacked and someone tweeted on the Bears official account that had been bought by some, you know... Uh, some uh, some like foreign uh, uh, oil magnet or something like that had bought the team, <laughs> and they yeah, didn't I mean, mean that to be funny. Yeah, I mean the the best ones they get fired, right? The best people <laughs> that run these accounts. Yeah, they if get you do fired. something that doing... actually makes somebody laugh, you're gone. Yeah, right. They, but some some of them hit, right? Some some of them hit. I think the the Diamondbacks or somebody did one on the White Sox. It was pretty funny. I can't remember what it was, but some some of them do, you know, be like, huh, that was clever. But it's very few and far in between. I typically find them to be corny. Well, uh, one more random piece of information. You know what? We're going to skip Wait that. Wait a minute. I, I said, I I just noticed I said Enye when referring to the <laughs> till, till they. Well, the, till I'm, they, saying, I'm saying, yes, I'm saying, I'm saying they the makes it. The yeah, till I'm they say, makes it in Enye, am I yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm right? Yes, I'm, I'm saying the letter. It's not the actual, like. You know what you meant. We yeah, know what you meant. I sh- as a Spanish. We got speaker, you. Sometimes it's hard to turn it on. We got you. Spanish. We got you. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly how to start the show, but I'm going to try. Uh, welcome to Sports Adjacent. You're doing I'm good your, so far. I'm going to sound like Ron Burgundy. I'm your host, Jason Leisure. I'm go. your host, Jason Leisure. I'm back. Um, I don't yeah. remember how many episodes did I missed. That was like four. Four a month. Yeah. You've been gone for a month. Four. I guess I. I guess I got to talk about that, don't I? So maybe we will do that. Uh, my co-host. You don't have Russ, to. We can talk a little bit about it. All right. My co-host, Rust Or, unless you don't want to hear about it. I, was <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I, I, was pretty, I wasn't I was, going to bring it up. I was pretty emphatic about it. No, you really don't have to. <laughs> going to bring it up in your personals. I was like, look, he's on hiatus. He'll be back. I didn't really I, delve into it. I've got a killer list of interesting topics. We don't need to hear about that. Um, What did you say? I haven't listened to the show. What did you say? Oh, damn. Okay, that hurts. Um, no, <laughs> I said... Uh, <laughs> I well, said you want me to lie? I mean, I'm throwing off. Um, so I I'm sure said, it was great. They, they, we actually, me and Tom been killing shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, <laughs> I bet, I bet. So I would each week would come on and said, "Yo, Jason's on a sabbatical or hiatus, whichever." They were interchangeable, and okay. he'll be back soon. That's all I said. Okay. I got, I got my a text from my uncle uh, who continued to listen during that, and was he he checked in with me like a week ago to see if everything was okay. Gotcha. And I appreciate that. That's very kind. Um, that's great. Were concerned. That, that, yes. That's great. He got his concern with, from listening to uh, his nephew's show and not directly in communication with his nephew. That's well, then it, it prompted the reach out. It prompted yeah. the reach out. I appreciate Yo, are you still alive, nephew? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard you on the podcast. <laughs> I've heard you on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got uh, Jason Leisure. That's me. I'm back. We got Russ Dorsey, uh, co-host, and we got the littest producer in the game, Tony Gill. So we're, it's like, we're kind of like back regrouped here, which I like. And Sports Adjacent, as it has been for a very long time, very proudly, is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. Are we doing sound effects in post or, or live, Tone? Oh, in post. Okay. Come on, Jason. Yeah, we're, we're back because he's been, this has been the same thing, same routine, and you continue to ask him, and he's going to put him in, in post. 
Just go. Just go. Just sheets go. and giggles. We love sheets and giggles. I love sheets and giggles. I was at a hotel again this past weekend because I was out of town for uh, the Bears-Packers game, and uh, there are no hotels that have sheets and giggles sheets. Maybe the hotels you stay at, Russ, because, you know, you're very wealthy. Um, but the, <laughs> I can tell you that the Doubletree in Appleton, Wisconsin, didn't have sheets and giggles, and I missed it. Is that uh, where very, you stayed? That, hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. For covering a game up in Green Bay, that ain't bad. That's about a half hour out of town. Uh, double trees, all right. The double tree, uh, what, what's that equivalent to in Marriott? You're a Marriott guy. I'm not Maybe sure. Fairfield? No, 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 no. No, above that. Above courtyard. that. Courtyard? Maybe more like courtyard. Yeah, it's okay. You look okay. disgusted when you say courtyard. Like the hardest thing you've done in your life no, is to in a courtyard. Don't do that. That was one of the most bougie faces I've seen in a while. That's right. No, <laughs> yes. Y'all got to stop. No, I was just <laughs> It's not like that. I, what I do is one of the things in my life that I do splurge on are hotels. So For other people? No. <laughs> no. No. The first one of these chains, whoever it is, that mm-hmm. – inks a deal with sheets and giggles where I know every time I stay there, I got sheets and giggles, hundred percent eucalyptus, cool, soft, silky sheets on the bed. I'm in. That's my new place. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's motel six. That's where I'll be staying. If they got the sheets and giggle sheets, but it's not just the sheets, man. They got the mattress going right now. And that's the big thing that you want to get right now. Okay. This is like cozy season coming up. When you hear this, it's fall the beginning of fall and you want a comfortable mattress for your awesome silky smooth sheets and giggle sheets. The mattress right now, if you go to our link sheetsgiggles.com slash S a, you'll get $230 off the mattress. It's a mattress design. It's perfect, man. This mattress is, it's not too firm. It's not too soft. It's exactly the right amount of medium that you want that you're going to feel perfectly comfortable on. It's designed to keep you cool, with the, uh, the coils and the eucalyptus. And you can go on their website and read all this. But uh, when you do, you're going to want one. And you can get $230 off if you go to sheetsgiggles.com. It's a big number. SA. That is a lot. Yeah. So uh, I <laughs> guess uh, this is the part where I talk about being gone. Um, you can't read us. Did oh I? <laughs> you Ben Simmons us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really appreciative of getting of having gotten to take a break because I think we were at a point where how many episodes have we done like 75 or something like that and I'd been 80, on all of them now but yeah and it'd been every week like they'd been going every week and yeah. I've been on all of them except one and the only one I missed I think was because I was on assignment out at uh, out west for work and so it's uh it's grinding it's very taxing creatively and when you are under a lot of stress in other parts of your life, it's that stress can become consuming and it becomes hard. If you've been in the situation, if you've been in situations where something in your life has been causing you a lot of stress, you know that it's hard just to even be yourself. It's hard to just even be your normal self, the way that you usually are toward people in your life. Forget like, you know, publicly or anything like that. Uh, it's just, it's hard to just kind of be yourself around your family and friends and just really truly be who you are when you're under stress. Um, and so I really needed a break. It, if it's hard enough to be yourself around people in your private life, it's even harder to come on and present something entertaining to everybody else on here. And 
that is what we aspire to do. Like, I think that we're our real selves on here, Russ, but we also mm-hmm. like amp it up a little bit. It yeah, might we, be turn, we an, turn it on a little bit. It might be kind <laughs> of an amplified, slightly wilder version of ourselves, except tone. I feel like this yeah. is the same tone I get all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I really needed a break. Uh, just creatively, I needed a break. And I think personally, I needed a break. And I am very fortunate on two fronts. I'm very fortunate that I had the luxury of doing that because not everybody who feels that way can actually do that. A lot of times you have demands on your life. You're not able to take time away from any one of your jobs. And I have, I respect that. And I sympathize with people that are in that situation. But in this particular project of this podcast, this is something that I do with Russ. And you guys hear us joke around with each other on here and everything and go at each other. But Russ, the truth about Russ Dorsey in my life is that he has been, from the time I met him, an incredible, caring friend. And Russ immediately was like, take the time you need. Like, just you just let me know when you're ready to come back. Russ didn't drag me back, anything like that. Uh, very good friend. And I appreciate all of that. Thank you. Uh, no, it's no problem at all. I appreciate you. Um, I know you needed some time and we had talked about it for uh, maybe a month before you even decided to go. Um, yeah, listen, we, we have a lot going on in our various lives. It's what makes this podcast really cool. Also, it makes it sometimes where it's like, I don't feel like potting today. Um, so I, I understood that and you had things that were important to you that you needed to take care of. Uh, and I didn't have to do it alone. Tone was here each week. Uh, thank you to Lawrence stepping in. Uh, Shayna Golf Green, who's hilarious. Uh, Rick and Camp, uh, Rick Camp and, and Jay Zawoski, they were fantastic with us last week. And all those guys are much appreciated on, on our podcast, but also as friends of us off, off of podcasting. So, um, yeah, man. We're looking for a 40 point game, though. <laughs> I need 40, um, 10 and 10 out of you, buddy. Yep. You don't you don't work away games. So, yeah. you know, we need you to put up 50 at home. We, I need you to I need <laughs> you to come out firing tonight. I got maybe a uh, pick and roll and, and uh, two assists in me tonight. With texted, efficiency, with efficiency, not yeah. with volume. <laughs> you texted me that and uh, I was like, man, I'm going to wait till we're actually on the show to disappoint him. <laughs> well. That makes two of us. It'll be disappointing because the truth is like, I'm not, I'm still dealing with some things. Like I'm not uh, back to normal, but I want to be. And I am, my wife encouraged me to come back because this is fun. This is a place that I like to be. This is a fun thing to do. I love being on here with you guys. You guys are two very good friends of mine. So I feel very comfortable, but also, We have a lot of fun on here. And our philosophy from the jump from when we started this podcast was if we're having a good time on here, then the listener is going to be having a good time on here. Everybody's going to be having a good time. If Russ is laughing, then I know that you're laughing when you're listening to this. So and I and I am I really enjoy the time that we get to do this together. So I'm very happy to be back doing this. I did not spend the past month coming up with all kinds of new creative routines at all. Uh, So. I have no good bits to offer, no good segments. Uh, I went right back, as you could tell from the beginning, right back into my wheelhouse of just uh, making fun of Tony because I have few other moves. That's my step back jumper. And uh, we'll see where the show goes. 
we're definitely getting blown out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Robert Sarver. Like we're going, in, we're going into our, uh, you know, our repertoire here, Russ. We do okay. the first segment. We kind of make fun of Tony. The second segment, racism. I mean, it's uh, it's you're all about go-to moves since you're coming back, and that's one of our go-tos. Okay, it's time for racism talk. Yeah, and by from, the way, from the white dude. Yeah, keep going. I, well, I just want to make clear, I'm against it. <laughs> well, it's good to put. You buried the lead, buddy. Common, <laughs> common position of the whites. He should leave that next time. <laughs> uh, Robert, I am glad to see that Robert Sarver is gone. I don't think he deserves any credit whatsoever for doing the right thing. This is like a complete joke, this idea that Robert Sarver is doing the noble thing. He's making things easier for everybody by just like leaving. So it's helpful. And there'll be a ton of teams want to buy the Phoenix. A ton of people, I'm sure, are going to want to buy the Phoenix Suns. These are really hard things to buy professional sports teams and to get in uh, on a team in a place where people actually want to live even better. So there'll be a long run of buyers and he'll get, you know, billions out of this. This will probably be the, what you think this will be the most an NBA team will have sold for. What does it have the top? Like 2 billion. Did the Clippers go for 2 billion? Yeah. Yeah. And Phoenix has their own, you know, stadium. Mm-hmm. So, and they, yeah, they completely refurbished. Yeah. They completely refurbished it, so everything's brand new uh, in there. Yeah, it prime location it's, downtown. It's, court, it's it's quarterback, you know, contract, right? Whoever is the next, He's next, yep, right, is going to sell for the most. So Robert Sarver bought the Suns for four hundred million dollars in two thousand four. So he's going to get like five times that back. But in the almost twenty years where he's been running this team, there's been a lot of bad behavior. There's been uh, he needs to go to uh, Papa John's uh, P90X for racism to learn how to stop saying the N word all the time, because that apparently is a big problem for Robert Sarver. Um, And he's always like, hey, I'm just I'm just quoting somebody that said no, no. Everybody knows that's not that That wasn't even the worst of it. That's that's not an escape hatch. Terrible treatment of uh, of women creates a horrible, horrible workplace environment. And he builds kind of a whole reputation of this. And here's what he says, Russ, about, about you know, bl- what he thinks he's doing here. It, it's, it's... It starts mad- with the cat. It's the key words right it's at the maddening. beginning. Right at the beginning. As a man of faith. There you go. There you go. <laughs> we hit, I did it, bingo. <laughs> Already. As a yeah. man of faith. You did that shit. <laughs> From one man of faith to another. I'm a man of faith. You guys are men of faith. Mm -hmm. And you're going to do things that are wrong sometimes. And you're going to do things as a human being that are egregiously wrong. Like it's going to happen. Um, The action there, as someone who is a Christian and is a man of faith, the action following that uh, to me is pure humility and contrition and acknowledgement and reparation. Like, it's not what comes next in this quote, which is, as a man of faith, I believe in atonement and a path to forgiveness. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, Russ, I added the Russ part. He wasn't talking to you. It has become painfully clear 
painful. It's painful for him, man. It's Church. painful having to live with the ramifications of mistreating women and using the N-word in the workplace all the time. It's painful having to deal with this, Russ. Oh. It has become painfully clear that uh, that is no longer possible, that whatever good I have done. <laughs> this is the part where he thinks we're going to make a movie about him. On, we're going to make a biopic about Roberts. Whatever good I have done or could still do, that is outweighed by things I have said in the past. And for those reasons, I'm beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury and get ready to cash out with my two-plus bill. When we first talked about this last year, I believe I was just like, yo, he's done. Yes. Jason was kind of on the fence of, ah, well, I don't know if he can really do anything at this point in time. Unless there's a tape or an email or something. Yeah. Because we didn't have anything like with uh, Donald Sterling where it, there was a tape. It was clear as day that he did it. But a year later, we come back and I feel like. Because we, Jason was right. We didn't a year later. We didn't have any of those things. We didn't have a tape or anything like that. But after the investigation, NBA found him guilty of enough to say for a year you have to be away from your franchise. Not only that, you have to pay a fine X Y Z, and then it was the public outrage from NBPA and the public at large and PayPal. And pay, yeah, and that, that's what because that's in these situations when the when the money starts being affected, that's when change happens. Mm -hmm. It's not us. If you don't, if you don't know, PayPal said that they would not renew sponsorship with the Suns after the end of this season. Sarver stayed after the end of the season, and so it wasn't enough that people were outraged because the NBA just said, "Hey, you got to be away for a year, and you get to come back." Once the money was affected, and I imagine there were other partners like you. Uh yeah, you you gotta get you up out of here, dog, because this money not gonna stop because you racist. Um, <laughs> but not, I mean, but that's not even the worst part to me. Like he said it, he said it on multiple occasions. But my man was pulling his pants down in front of people, mm -hmm. like asking people were they safe shaving their testicles, mm -hmm. like saying like just some really messed up stuff to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, just he was an awful human being. Hey, yeah, and, and, but it has Jason been one for a, a small part. Yes, but but has been one for a long time. That's the thing, man. It's just like and like this was not this a, like, an this unknown thing. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Yeah, how long has Amin Al Hassan, with all of his many platforms, from ESPN to Metal Art to uh, you know other places, have has spoke out loud about Robert Sarver? Like just openly, I'm like. Every time he tells a story, I'm like, how is this dude still in the NBA? Mm -hmm. but, but then I realized they are no different than the NFL owners. They're the same guy. They're all the same guy. I hope that's not true. I mean, I want to believe that in the NBA they're more uh, they're more progressive minded. But Whew, I don't. we continue no, to I don't see either. we continue to see evidence to the con contrary. Yeah, I don't believe it, but I want to believe it. Um, you, uh, I think that, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get on a soapbox here. This is part of what's, this is part of why journalism really matters because this went on for almost 20 years and it did, there was not action on this until Baxter Holmes of ESPN just destroyed this story with investigation, just killed this story. It just, uh, in a good way. I mean, just totally shined light on almost 20 years of 
Can you imagine working at this place? Could you imagine uh, being a woman or a black person working at the working at the Phoenix Suns, working in their on their business side or something like that, being in meetings with Robert Sarver, being in contact with Robert Sarver, getting emails and phone calls and texts from Robert Sarver. Imagine how that must feel to uh, see that name flash up on your phone when you get a text and you're like, oh, no, what's this? Like, what horrible situation is this going to be or what horrible way of being spoken to is going to be this? And you wait and you wait and wait and nothing happens. And then finally, a journalist, Baxter Holmes, comes in and shines a light on all of this. And it doesn't happen a lot in sports. Sports is sports journalism is mostly, you know, the entertainment section. Most of the time it's fun. Most of the time it's not very serious. That's why a lot of people like doing it for a living. The r- real important journalism that takes place a lot of times is like people covering your local government, like your aldermen and your city council and uh, county boards and things like that. Those people uh, do such an incredible public service in their jobs. It, Baxter Holmes, in this case, has been, I think, Russ, as a reporter, I mean, you've got to be proud of the work that you've done because he brought all of this into the open and there was change. And uh, he quotes uh, a Phoenix Suns employee here saying uh, about what this will be like working here now. I, I lost it. I had it. I'm relieved. I'm beyond happy. I'm empowered and I'm motivated to continue to ensure that all of the men in that organization still in power who upheld this culture are rooted out. That's got to be vindicating. That's got to feel really good. Uh, It doesn't necessarily help the people that have been forced out over the years. And it doesn't make all of the uh, pain of the way that people have been treated go away. But you see journalism being a factor in bringing justice to this situation. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure Russ can speak more uh, to that being a journalist himself. And you just see just kind of what can happen if the people allow um, powerful people to plant seeds of distrust about the media and about journalism, about what can happen possibly if journalism isn't allowed to call things into check it's the whole reason journalism in America exists is to call out the powerful where the average person, uh, lay uh, person, working man, woman can't because they're too busy doing things to support their families and do other things. Journalism steps in to call out these people and malfeasance amongst the powerful. So we know what's going on to get these people out. Like it, Jason is absolutely right. This is why journalism matters. And if, if it gets continued to be stifled and pushed aside and not taken seriously, this can go on in more important places than the play box that than the playpen that we're talking about in terms of sports. This can happen in politics and in meaningful places where it can affect. And I'm not saying Robert Sarver didn't impact and affect a lot of people because he did. He owned a bank. Like I, that's the next level of journalism that needs to happen, right? What is what was he doing? On, you know, while he was owning the bank, um, where that can affect a lot more people. But yeah, Jason's absolutely right on that. I think, uh, from a journalistic standpoint, I think there are plenty of things that I've heard over the years that I know are true that you can't report because nobody will go on record, and. It's a it's a it's one of those weird feelings that you get as a reporter where it's like, man, I have to walk around like everything's cool with this person or this situation 
when you know 100% the facts of it, but knowing that nobody would ever go on record. Mm-hmm. And for Baxter Holmes in this situation, it's just like you had to get enough people to say this happened because this is not just Joe Schmo that you're reporting. Uh, this isn't a video coach like with the Chicago Blackhawks where it's like, okay, that's a person who an organization, you'd ask yourself, why would they defend that person at that level, that status? Um, this is the owner of a team, a billionaire owner in the NBA of a team that you cover, and you're about to go head up against that person. With limitless resources, limitless uh, attorneys, whatever whatever they need. And Baxter Holmes works for ESPN, so he's got some probably some pretty good support uh, in all those in all those areas. You're right. Yeah, that's partners. part of it too. But th- this is hard. This is hard work, man. Like I've never broken a story like this ever. And I probably won't. Like it is an incredible amount of work. This wasn't just like people start, you know, lining up to give him this stuff. You have to work like you're investigating a case to break a story like this. And it it probably feels good for him. This isn't necessarily like when you're a journalist and you're a reporter you are supposed to be objective. You're not part of the story. You're not trying to create a story, but he didn't. He shined light on a story. He did not create the outcome that or influence the outcome other than he shined a light on what was happening. And then the correct and just outcome sort of is happening. All right, this is a new segment called Tony Produces. We can call it whatever we want, but Tony actually, has he been producing? Has he been actually producing the show while I was gone? Because he sent me a, a like a show sheet today, basically. He sent me like a list of, he sent yeah. you and I both, Russ, a, a list of like things we could discuss, which has never happened, ever. I'm glad it took uh, almost two years for him to do it, but cool. Did you threaten his pay or did you did you up his pay? Like, how did you get him to do? Oh, oh, we definitely didn't do the second thing. (laughs) We could barely afford you. (laughs) So Tony sent me a list of things that he wanted to that we could talk about. And uh, I I don't know about most of these things. Okay. so I yeah, I just want to go through these and we don't have to spend all day on these tone. But if you can just kind of this is a good glimpse into what goes on in Tony's head. Over the course of a week, and you can just kind of you can bring me up to speed on these things, and uh, and help me out here a little bit. Um, number one, very important news uh, in the world: Dan Orlovsky farts on TV is what it says. Oh yeah, Monday Night Football, the first doubleheader of the year. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, who is a great, uh, I guess, explainer of football. Mm-hmm. Uh, was going on a rant, and it was about to get good. He's talking about one of the best players in the NFL. Then all of a sudden, wait, pause, sneeze, fart. Mm. And then they cut back to him in the booth with um, his uh, his booth mates, and they are looking like, mm, I don't know, should I bring this up? Should I not say anything? I think it was like Dan Levy and who's the other? Who's the other oh, yeah, uh, Louis Riddick. Yeah, Sweetie. Louis Riddick. Yeah, they look like whoa, what just happened? But shout out to Olaf. <laughs> he 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 powered through that thing. Can I can I be honest? Why do people think he farted? That was clearly his mouth. Well, is this confirmed? Yeah, I want to like this is if, Tony, no, if you if you if you can hear, if you have ears, you can clearly tell that was his mouth. Like he's not just having some f- juicy fart on air that you can hear audibly, <laughs> right? Like that was his uh. mouth. 
with the, the tongue mouth noise. We unfortunately, because this was an ESPN broadcast, we don't have the ability to play the clip. Tony, can you try to like reenact it for us? Oh yeah, I got you. accurately, accurately, Tony, it, not like in the way that you want it to come across. Okay. And one of those player top players is Josh Allen. See what? It was less. Is there any acknowledgement or confirmation of this by Dan Orlovsky or anyone else? Do we know this to be? No. Is it a? No. This is like I'm in court. Is it a confirmed fart? No. It, it, was, okay. it was. It was a fart that was in the forest with nobody around. It's like doesn't make a sound. It's you know, a fart uh, or it wasn't. Russ it seems very clearly to think that it was, it was clearly his mouth. We would I think I think I him, no, not saying, him not saying anything, right? It only leads to more suspicion. I think say, hey, I sneezed. He does have a lot of platforms to clear this up. Can I can I can I jump in here as somebody who's on air every day watching him in that moment and hearing what happened? He's on a lot of platforms. I think he forgot what he was going to say, stopped, did the little to like kind of reset himself and yeah. kept going. Okay. I 100% believe that's what happened. You got to get out of here. No, you don't. Tony, no, you don't. You don't, you don't, you don't. Well, not if it's. Fuck the public. Russ, what do you do if you fart on air live? What are you supposed to do with that? Well, I saw two broadcasters like throwing it back on each other in a college football game. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's worse that happening in, in booths than farts. Apparently, I think I'd have a hard time not laughing. I think that'd be my biggest problem. I would want to not sell out my and hang out to dry my uh, broadcast partner or co-host or whatever. But I would have a hard time holding it in. <laughs> You got a stepbrother's it. Was that a fart? <laughs> I can taste it. Okay. Tongue. Actually, one of these on the list, I do know what it is, and it's WTF our Browns fans doing. And uh, I, I that one, I don't want to give them any time talking about that. Uh, Doc Rivers. It just says Doc Rivers. Is this a real story or is this something that you read Why on one of these we... websites that we're always <laughs> telling you about? You if you're know? about to say something very irresponsible about Doc Rivers and get us in trouble, then you need to just pass. Just say pass. Wild boy. So Twitter went up uh, the other night uh, when uh, the screenshots – and if you don't know, in public service announcement, if you are on Twitter, mm-hmm. your likes are public. I can see you. We Do can people still not know that? It, it Bro, point. you can bookmark – all the filth in the world, and nobody will ever know. Didn't Kurt Rambis back in the trouble? day? You could DM stuff to yourself if you wanted the filth that nobody would ever see. But these people who should know better at this point in time keep liking stuff like we don't see them. I see you, sir, liking uh whatever you whatever you want to like. He was liking all the all the things, Jason. All like, the things. And I'm I'm gonna give him the slight benefit of the doubt that maybe he doesn't have control of his social media, that a person with multiple accounts forgot they were on his account and start liking the stuff that they like. I I'm giving up that that could be an option. 
but also now Doc Rivers is out here looking like he's, you know, watching, you know, all the things on Twitter. I didn't, I had no idea Twitter had that option for a while until obviously Kurt Rambis. But yeah, Doc Kurt Rivers Rambis got in trouble for this like ten years ago. Yeah, it it was a national yeah, likes are still story. Public. Like likes are still you would think public. That guys. would be instructive for people. We can we can all see you and Twitter had all the jokes ready. I can see you. I never used likes until I realized it was a way to this is off topic a little bit, but I see it as a way to just kind of like let somebody know that I literally like liked what they tweeted. Or if it's a friend of mine, like, hey, I saw I saw I saw this. Um, How do you use likes, Russ? Me? Yeah, I, like the, that, I like teach that teach me teach me something yeah like teach me like how do you use this what I would just say like why why in what case for example would you like a tweet but not uh, retweet it I would just say um, if I saw a picture of kids at a baseball game that mm-hmm. uh, a fellow beat reporter puts on Twitter oh man that's cool like oh okay that's and it. Then, and then bookmarks for the other stuff. Got it. Okay. Oh, for the filth bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony, you have on our show well, sheet. Side, wait, wait, wait. Sidebar. Not oh, only can you bookmark the filth, okay. but if you have different filth and you want to sort them out, you can make separate folders in your bookmarks. That's how I know that they created bookmarks for filth. <laughs> like, if you wanted to do sports filth, you could have a folder that said sports filth. <laughs> okay. If you wanted, like, filth filth, like wild boy filth, you could just have a folder that said wild boy filth in your bookmarks. Hmm. If you wanted videos of cute puppies, yeah, you have a video, uh, uh, a bookmark that says cute puppies. Is, is that slang for something or no? no, no. Uh, this is actual. Oh, okay. cute oh, you mean like if you okay, all right. If you just wanted to, oh, man, like you know, you're uh, making how, this person multifaceted. Yes, you know, well, how, like, we were on the filth. I thought it was filth, so you so. know, you know, how like Rex Chapman puts out the, the puppy videos or happy mm-hmm. videos or whatever. Like, if you wanted to have happy videos, you just put. Bookmark happy videos folder, and then the rest of the filth. <laughs> so like you could you could you got the you, you can if you you can stack the filth you can stack the filth and the, mm. the happy puppy videos. But like when you when you when you're in that it's three a.m. and you're looking for some filth, you could go back into your bookmarks, scroll up, be a wild boy for the night. <laughs> or wow. if you just need a pick me up because you're feeling sad, you can go to yeah. the happy puppy videos that are also in your go. bookmark. But also, also an you got you got filth down there too. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is that that feels like uh and maybe this is what happened with Doc Rivers, I don't know. Um feels super dangerous to be uh using something like Twitter for all of those things you described, but also work. <laughs> yeah, I agree like with you. Paid. It was like a bad, bad road I to go down. I agree with you. <laughs> Watching filth on the company on the company computer. Because here's the thing: we live, we live. Yes. It's just like we we live in a society where it's not like somebody's just gonna see that and just be like, "Oh, hey, okay, I'll go back on the rest of my evening." No, because this is what happens. You let's say you're you, Jason likes some a porn video on. Twitter, right? Maybe not cool, whatever. But let's just say for grins and giggles that you did. I in my timeline then get a tweet of the filth, and on top of it, it says Jason Leisure liked this video. 
Oh, you get an alert that I did? Oh. Yeah. No, it's it's on no, wow. it's on the timeline. So just like any other, like if Tone tweets something or I tweet something, Lawrence tweets something. Uh-huh. If you like that video, that video pops up in my timeline, and on top of it, in gray, it says Jason Leisure like this. Because what the algorithm is doing is saying, "Oh, you follow this person, you." Oh, yo, yeah. you, you might be a freak man too. You, yeah, you, you don't like what they like, person, <laughs> right? On a, yeah. or react to this person's tweets, you may like what they like. Here mm. you go. You also may very much not like what they like. It turns out, <laughs> the algorithm. So yes, that's uh that is what happened. Okay. And that's all uh, uh, you're aware of this. Like, can you validate this as real uh, and not just Tony stuff that he heard what, the on, one quote, on the street? Yeah. I mean, from everything that I saw okay. that I, and like, look, I, I'm been on Twitter for a long time. I'm, I know how it works. I know when you can go in somebody's likes, I've gone into like, it happened to Ted Cruz during the presidential campaign. My man was, had a late night on the road campaigning. <laughs> no, he, he found something to keep him, uh, keep him occupied on the, on the bus. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened. Obviously, once it circulated, I'm assuming got a text message that said, you, you should unlike those things like right now. <laughs> I wonder why Doc Rivers even needs to be on Twitter. That's fair. People, tw- people love Twitter, man. I, I, I feel like in I feel like in the media, it, it gets portrayed as accessible. People love it. Love it. OK. Uh, Tony, we have a, st- a an item here that says LeBron finally goes bald. And then it says, when is it time to come home? Is that all one idea? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, there was a Explain. photo going on with uh, LeBron. He's tried this once before um, mm-hmm. with going bald, doing the uh, you know doing the baldy in the gym. Uh, but he uh, does it again. And I thought, I always thought, hey, LeBron needs to, you know, shave that thing off. Uh, and, and what we say in the, in the community about going bald is it's time to come home. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. I it's didn't know time that. Mm-hmm. Come okay. home where you belong. And I and I asked that question because Jason. Yeah, thank you. You uh, are a bald man. Right. And I'm I'm the same age as LeBron James, very close in age, I think. Uh and you look and, great. Oh, thanks, Tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's a lot of work. It's more work maybe even than having hair, to be honest, because the baldy? Like, yes. <laughs> because well, if you because you have to, you have to take care of it constantly, and so like mine is not. That, that like, seems very anti hair. Yeah, like, that that doesn't seem like that makes sense. The great paradox. But I'll let's explain. Yeah. You wouldn't know because you have fantastic, magnificent hair. Thank you have you. fantastic hair that looks like it is going to be there forever, and I hope it is. I like, appreciate that hair will look good, like salt and pepper. It'll look really good. I hope I hope I hope you have that forever and you look like somebody that will like Thank you. you got it going on. I wish I had your hair, uh, but I don't. And time to come home for me was like 28, probably when I realized, like, this isn't looking good. This is thinning out up front. But the thing is, Russ, to get back to, uh, you know, what we're what, what you're befuddled by. And understandably, yeah. I understand why I understand the confusion. You would think shaving your head. Oh, that makes everything easy. Right. Uh, I, I've never done it myself. So I always have to go in for it or have my wife do it. And I don't I don't shave my head uh, completely bare. I leave like a little bit. Of, you know, I'm trying to enjoy just a little bit of, you know, like stubble, you might even call it. 
on top of my head. Five o'clock shadow on top. That's right. There you go. Uh, but it's no different, really, than shaving your head completely. Because either way, once it starts, it will continue to grow. And once it starts to grow out, it starts to look bad. So you have to stay on top of that. So, for example, when I had hair that worked and uh, I I would get a haircut like once a month and that was fine. But now I have to I have to buzz my head like once a week because after about a week, it starts to look fuzzy like a tennis ball. And that's not a good look. And if so, you're LeBron and you shave it bare, it's even going it, to you're probably going to need even more. Meat. You're probably going to have to shave that just like you'd shave your face, I would think. So do you have the uh, it's like the, the razor that you you can cup with all of your fingers and then like rub it across your head? That one or do you no. go straight uh, shaving cream, straight razor, peel that shit back. Well, the first thing you described sounded like a new invention to me. I have like clippers, like oh, basically just the same, the clipper, the same clippers that like your barber would use, I think. Uh, and then my wife just does my hair like once a week. But I didn't know there was something you, you what you described sounded like a glove that you would wear. It's you uh, just like rub it around on your head and it, that, that sounds amazing. Sounds yeah, like moisturizer. I didn't. I, I didn't know this thing existed. Here, I'm gonna find it. Y'all can talk, and I'll find it. But yeah, okay, we're is, gonna uh, we're gonna come uh, back to this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. I, I guess my thing was like LeBron has been, and we all knew LeBron. You know, there's plenty of jokes, plenty of memes. Yes. Even Dwayne Wade has poked fun at LeBron's hairline, saying God gave LeBron James everything a person could want physically, except a hairline. <laughs> um, it's it. it I, I guess that's maybe a sore spot for him. Um, you know, like it look, is for some if, people. if, if I is. had a choice, be as physically gifted, you know, as LeBron James, all you mm. have to give up is your hairline. I make that trade every all the time. Look, you can't have everything. It just it, it's impossible to have everything in life. It's just impossible. So if I had to make that trade, I will do it in a heartbeat. Like I have, I have a pretty solid hairline still going as I mm-hmm. get to my thirty, which I didn't think I was gonna have, so I'm very appreciative of that. But okay, I'm, I'm not. And you wear lots I'm of hats, Tone, too. I, I do, I do wear lots of hats. It's just because my hair is always unkempt. Is that true? Come on, is that even true? What? That wearing a hat affects. I oh, I thought it did. Uh, I thought, did. I thought it does. Okay. Uh, but I wear a hat. I wear hats because of it. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not scared of the body. Like I'm. I will fully embrace when it's in when it's my time to come home. I will come home and I will with okay. a smile on my face. So is right. it is it when you're making that decision for most folks is that a, is that a difficult existential situation when you have to decide to come home? You know what it's like it's like when I got my appendix out like I, I had never been to the hospital. I had never had surgery. I had never even gotten an IV in my hand. And I was scared of doing all those things because I've never been like good with that and never been tough about that. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to die in this hotel room. So I think I'll go do it. And it's kind of like that. It's like when the uh, when not doing anything starts to look worse than doing something, you're like, nah, this has got to go. So I was looking at my hair and being like, nah, I don't think. I don't think anybody wants to see this anymore with the thinning in the front and the, you know, whatever, like it's time to go. The, 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 so it's time to come home. As you'd say, Tom, I, uh, I found the product that I was talking about, uh, shaving glove or what is it called? Hmm. 
Oh, okay. I get it. All right. So this looks like, uh, how would I describe this to somebody that hasn't seen this like me? It, it, it looks like, uh, you know, something about the size of your fist that you hold on to. And then it's got like four uh, kind of circular shavers. Yeah, shavers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you hold it between your fingers. So between the two fingers, like do like the Spock and then you okay. put it in between, you close it and then you rub it around your head like this. Okay. Okay. And then you get the baldy. That's not bad. So no, I was wondering if that's what you did, but apparently you. This is the first of your hearing of this invention. I think I need to find a way to do this myself. Yes, you, because it's too it's too time consuming, and uh, you know it's it seems it's like maybe fifteen bucks to go in and get your head buzzed somewhere, but that feels silly to me for like something I could just this might change your life. It might. For, it might. Hundred hundred bucks, and you're gonna get the same type of baldy. With the little, with yeah. the, you, it'll keep some. It's not like you're going straight, straight razor with the sh- shaving cream, which I don't think would be bad for you either. But if you want to keep the little fuzz on top, I think this is a good route for you. So I'll see. The you other thing you do, the other thing you do is you grow hair wherever you can. And th- like LeBron and I have a lot in common here because you just grow a beard. You're like, yeah. hey, I can still, the, the, that hair still comes through. I'm going to do that, mm-hmm. which yeah. I have done. And so has LeBron. But th- it's, it's, it's hard because not everybody's good at growing a beard. I know a lot of people. I, I like, need, they just, it just doesn't look right. They can't do it. I was talking about it with somebody today. I need LeBron to like actually start grooming the beard a little bit better because it's been getting kind of scraggly lately. Getting the mm-hmm. gray on. Yeah, it's been getting the gray on the outside, but nowhere else. It's like, you, let's let's kind of figure this thing out, bro. Are you guys a fan, by the way? The uh, the Bears are playing the Texans this week. Are you guys a fan of the Lovey Smith beard? We were debating no. this in the uh, in the I press like room it. the other day. No, I like it. I he like looks, it. He looks. Thank you, Lovey Gill. Um, <laughs> he looks. He looks old, man. He's he old. Like old. Maybe he's not though. He's in his sixties. He's not old. Man. That's that's old. He's like, I think it bro. would look a lot. I think the beard's cool. And I like the I like the gray or the white beard. I think he should be. I, it should be lower than it is. It needs to be like kind of how Mike Tomlin has his. I think it would look a lot better. I, so I closer think to the face. Should, I think yeah, his mu- should be oh, much I think more Lovey should be much more close. He looks like yeah. Black Santa Claus right now. <laughs> Blanta Claus. <laughs> Blanta Claus. Does that, does that get you know, to be Cody, funny to me too, or just you guys? You can definitely laugh at that. I'm just checking. I'm just checking. Uh, yeah, I, I would like Lovey to take it down a little bit. Little, like, let people see the curvature of your face. I think that's one of the cool parts about beards. Like, you could see your jawline and all this other cool stuff. But if you mm. have the big-ass beard, the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, sometimes beards are just too long, man. Like, you have to trim that joint down. Just because you could grow it out there don't mean you should have it out there. That well said, Russ. Well said. Uh, and finally, Tony, you have on our on our show sheet here. Love is blind after the oh, altar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, had- look, 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 look. Oh no, no, no. We're not doing like keep keep this to like a minute oh, flat, please. please. We get like one minute please. on this. All right. So the biggest drama is uh, Ayana and uh, Jared. Spoiler alert: uh, they're having issues. Very, very. Very, very bad issues um, that Jared's trying to play off, but Ayana wants to address. Um, Shane uh, is but still don't we talking know that about. They split up? I thought we had that in the news like a month or two yeah, ago. Yeah, they split up, but I didn't want to spoil no, it. You spoiled it two weeks ago. You spoiled it a month ago. Everybody's most most hated person on the show, Mallory, is back, even though Sal has moved on. 
with somebody better, and she's uh, still kind of hating. Sal has moved on. He's a very nice man. Um, Shane is back, still looking very, you know, cracky, crack, 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 cokety, cokety. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, come to find out, Natalie. He said looking. Tony said looking. So it's just Tony's opinion on how someone looks. Um, who come to find out, still tried to date Natalie, which Natalie was okay with, but he was sending very not good text messages to Shayna. The person who was trying to infiltrate their relationship in the first place, mm. thus ending Natalie and Shane forever. Even though Shayna actually was doing it with the boyfriend that she bought on the show. Wild, wild. DT and uh, the troll looking guy. I can't remember his name right oh, now. Um, he, they are kind of doing this weird dance where, oh, we're friends, but there's a lot of sexual tension, but we still want to be friends. And then once she puts it out there, he's like, yeah. I'm just so glad that we're friends. So that's really weird right now. So that's the the recap for uh, Love is Blind after the author. And how fake does it all seem? Uh, no, nah, I think the, I think these people's lives were seriously impacted by this okay. experiment. But you just want Russ to go on there and have his life impacted. You would be great on there. You'd be, You'd great. be great on there. There's yeah. nothing good that Tony just said. In that entire well, soliloquy yeah, of yeah, love yeah, is blind yeah, after yeah. the altar, well, yeah. he's you, like, you, yo, you, these you, people's you, lives you. have gone to shit. Russ, you should be on here. <laughs> Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. I want to wreck the White Sox so bad, man. Man, I, man, I hate them. They're not good. I, how long I've been telling? I've been I've been telling you they're they have been good since April. Like, Let's do that. You why are you so it. mad at the White Sox? I'd rather, I'd rather not. They're like, why yeah, we should we oh, waste good podcast time with that? We're gonna. I just want to hear why Tony's so upset. Because Russ, you have been warning us for months, a long time, that the White Sox would only let us down, and then they have only let us down. Yeah, man. It's- this is the most disappointing team of my life. Of your life? Wow. Of my life. Because where... Because you had expectations. expectations. Yeah. Where all the expectations were. And not just from the fan base. Like, it'd be different if the fans were just, oh, White Sox to the Super Bowl. You know, all those things, right? But other people were telling us, the White Sox are good. And they're going to be good. And they're going to win a World Series. Like, we were eating all of that. Yo. But... Man, when you like have something so specific as the White Sox, right? Like, I'm a White Sox fan because my daddy was a White Sox fan because mm-hmm. this was something specific to the South Side. And I get it, South Side is wide. Uh, Chicago, there's a lot of different places in the South Side that I don't particularly like. <laughs> but South Side, Inglewood, West Inglewood, Chatham. Uh, Roseland, like, Roseland, like th- we had a team, and it was the White Sox. And you put your faith in this team, and you give them your trust, and they screw with it, and they screw with it every time. I just don't understand. I don't get how it got to this point, 
Um, I'm glad I, I peeped it early. Shout out to Russ for warning us. I peeped it early, so I threw my attention elsewhere. But it still hurts knowing that this organization failed to an organization that cut back. They traded players, cut salary, and still beat you. It's it, it's an organizational issue. I hope they fix it. I don't think they are, though. I mean, it's I just don't have faith that they will do anything to actually improve how this organization is run. There were too many entitlements, too many showy and not enough effort. As Jason Goff says, too many guys don't want to take their cool off to actually win games. Winning was not the most important thing on this team. It's just annoying that they end up not they're not going to make the playoffs with the salary that they have, with the talent that they have. It's just really, really frustrating. This is absolutely the worst sports season of, of a team in my in, in my entire life. And I'm and I'm not that old, but so far, this is the worst. Russ told us. Russ has been telling us all along, and I didn't want him to be right. But darn it if he was. That's why I am uh, MLB insider Ross Dursey. Ross Dursey, he told us all along. Tony, hit the button. Let's do bullshit. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> World class designer bullshit. To be sure. Bullshit. Presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Tony pretty much just did bullshit just now on the calling bullshit on he the did. entire White Sox season. He did. Not calling bullshit on you, though, Russ, because you you told us. And what you said for months was turned out not to be bullshit. I wanted it to be. Anyway, I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash slash S-A, and you will get automatically, you will get $230 off of one of their new eucalyptus mattresses. Super comfortable, just the right amount of firmness. Don't? <laughs> you. For your back. Uh, and you uh, you don't even need a promo code. Just go to our link. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. These things are sustainable. They're naturally cooling. They give you just the perfect back support. Uh, you're going to love the Sheets and Giggles mattress because everything they make is great. I mean, their sheets are amazing. Get one of these mattresses. Get some sheets to put on top of it and save $230 if you use our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. We were talking about the White Sox and uh, – Bullshit this week is, I would say, on whom? I would say on everyone who wildly overreacted to a throwaway line from Justin Fields after the Bears, uh, another embarrassing game in Green Bay. The Bears, by the way, Russ, I, I don't know how much you know NFL travel you've done in your career because you've been almost exclusively a baseball writer. I'm sure you have places you like going more than others. Correct. The, the three worst places to go in my job are Seattle, Green Bay and New England, and the Bears go to all three this year. So Seattle was just there a couple weeks ago. Yes. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Well, I like Seattle. I do. I like Seattle, the place. Yeah, but it's like a five-hour flight to get there, so it's such a pain. And the Bears, uh, like when I covered the Dolphins, if they were playing on the West Coast, they would go out on like Wednesday or Thursday before the game. 
the Bears, because of being centrally located, they don't ever do that for any any play unless they're playing in London or something like that. Um, so it's like a five hour flight to get out there the day before the game. And it's just and you're turning around and going home right after the game like you you never adjust. It's worse. It, it's so much worse than going to L.A. or something like that. that, as far as that the time change. I, OK, so it makes sense when you explain because when I'm traveling, I'm not instantly turning around and coming that's back. true you get you typically get down and be a there for like days. a series yeah, yeah yeah it's totally different travel in baseball yeah, yeah. so i understand now boston is just because you don't like boston no no no. boston's fine uh but I, I like boston okay but it's they don't play in boston they play in foxborough which i think is like maybe 45 minutes from boston if there's no traffic but on game day there's a ton of traffic and it's this small town and especially if you're coming from the east if you're coming from boston it's a complete pain to get in there. And Green Bay is, uh, you know, kind of same deal, but North. They do a better job. They do a really good job, actually, in Green Bay of managing the traffic. But it's just that three-and-a-half-hour drive to get there that I don't love. And it's like every time, except for this year, because they're playing early in the season, it's like every time that game is at night and you're walking out of that stadium at 1 a.m. and it's five degrees outside. It was, a little, it was nice to be up there and it was warm. But those are the three most, like, annoying places for me to go. And the Bears go to all three of them. This season before you make your point question sure. on uh the green bay trip so mm-hmm. do you drive to green bay direct and then stay in appleton and then drive from appleton to green bay and then make the straight shot back home that night or do you get a night's sleep then drive back from appleton to lake forest in the morning you could do it any given way, and it depends what time the game is going to be. But I did it this year. I drove up Sunday morning for the Sunday night game. So I drove all the way to Green Bay Sunday, got there in the afternoon, went into the game. And then after the game, so at like 1 a.m. or whatever, 2 a.m., got into my hotel in Appleton, which is a half hour away. It's like going to a college town, and Foxborough is like this too. You can't stay in the town where the game is. You're gonna. I checked actually the night night before. Or I was like, maybe let's see if a hotel in Green Bay, like just randomly, like let's see what it costs. And it was like fifteen hundred dollars to stay at the Hampton. What? Inn like yeah. At a Hampton Inn. Yeah. And I th- and I think if you you know if you book it in advance, you're not gonna pay that. If you booked it like six months out, you're not gonna pay that. But I think even booking it way in advance, if you want to stay in Green Bay, you're gonna pay like five hundred bucks a night for the hotel. That's, that's- so you're more looking at like Appleton, Kimberly. Or maybe if, depending on what time the game is and how much you feel like driving afterward, maybe you get down more toward like Kenosha or Milwaukee you, or something you, like that. You know how ridiculous that's it. Like, well, Jason, you said it would cost fifteen hundred dollars to stay at the Hampton Inn in Green Bay night before the game. That's what it said uh, when I looked it up Saturday night to see what was in if anything was even available in Green Bay for Sunday night. It was fifteen hundred dollars. It was one thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars to stay at the Hampton Inn in Green Bay. I can stay at like the St. Regis or the Four Seasons or 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 the Ritz in Miami yeah. for five hundred bucks a night, like t- yeah. tonight, like that's crazy. Yeah, for Green Bay. Yes. Oh my goodness! Continue. We've gotten way off track. So one of the things that Justin Fields said, uh, it probably the, uh, you know, one, <laughs> the, the least of my concerns, if I am uh, a Bears fan, out of this game would be this because there are a lot of other things you should be concerned about, is he said uh, when he was asked about how painful this is basically for Bears fans to continue to lose to Green Bay, uh, he said it hurts more in the locker room than the Bears fans. At the end of the day, they aren't putting in any work. 
I see the guys in the locker room every day. I see how much work they put in. Coming out of a disappointing loss like this, it hurts. The part of the part that's bullshit to me is it's like, what did he say? What did he say that's such a problem? All he's saying is, like, he's not even saying you shouldn't be upset or you shouldn't be upset with him. He's just saying, like, you're not the, you're not in the weight room. It's no. basically all he said is you're not in the weight room. Like, we're the ones actually breaking our bodies for this. It hurts us more than it hurts you. He's not discrediting anything about you. Like, and, and Sunday night, he said this, and you'll notice no major serious media outlet ran with this whatsoever. And so you might sit here and think like, well, why is this even a big deal then? It was a big enough deal to Justin Fields. And, and this is the thing you have to understand, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes is I, I don't know that it matters if it didn't get picked up by, you know, the New York Times or something like that. It, it got picked up enough that it was like he was getting pelted with it. And that doesn't feel good to be in the middle of that. So he felt the need to address this unsolicited on Wednesday during his press conference. He was asked, I forget what the question was even about. And he just veered completely off. He said, I want to address the thing I said Sunday night. And he went through and said something that I just didn't even feel like was necessary or should have been necessary, saying like, hey, look, I'm not discrediting you guys going to your jobs. You know what it kind of brought to mind, Russ, was, and, and there was such an overreaction to this. There was such a reaction by people on Twitter, at least. That was, I think, how he said he found out that there was this uproar over his comment, it reminded me a little bit of like, it made me think of, I should say, when LeBron was in the finals yep. and had that comment. And yes. what LeBron said, what LeBron that said was, was way worse. It was so mean. It was super yes. mean. Yes. And he's right. <laughs> yes. hey, also he, true. He, Y'all still broke as hell at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't sit here and say that he's wrong because he's a billionaire and uh, I'm still working my way up there. Yes. But LeBron was like, you know, Hey, I lost a basketball game, but I'm still rich, and you guys still have to go to your crappy factory job. Yes, tomorrow. with y'all that, fat asses. Like that's what LeBron said. It was, hor- it, it was hor- horribly mean. <laughs> Justin it, Fields it, didn't it, say anything. Not at all. Not at all. Close to that. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, on that, on that LeBron one is he was only talking about people that were yelling out these disgusting, disparaging his character. He was only talking about those people. Preying on his downfall, about, right? That, that people that were wanting for him to fail and to be depressed and stuff like that. He's only talking about those people. But Still. yeah, man, this, this doesn't feel stuff, man. I'm like, y'all, y'all are weird, man. Like, that's, that's, that's weird. Like, I get it. You love the Bears. It's cool. You don't work as hard as him at this thing. Like, when, don't you, if you root for this team and you want this team to be success, successful, I could say worse, wouldn't you want him to care more than you do about this? <laughs> like, I, that's my that, that was my thing. He's obviously hurt by this. He doesn't like losing. He hasn't lost in his entire life until he got to the pros. This is weird for him. This is a weird situation. You could tell by his demeanor. You could tell by his face that he cares about this a lot, and he wants to win. And he wants to win as a Chicago Bear. So, like, I don't get the issue. Like, it's just, it was so weird seeing it going going around Twitter. I'm like, man, y'all are weird. I think most sports fans are. Yes. I, also, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to just say it was uh, the fake outrage. It was very just, what are, what are we doing here? Like, that's how I came down at the end of the day. I was just like, what, what are we doing? Like, why are we doing this right now? This is not 
Like you could see clearly how dejected Justin was after the game. The guy threw eleven passes on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, eleven passes. Mm-hmm. This is not the nineteen fifties when they're running wishbone and you have some security person saying, "A black, where are you going?" Mm-hmm. Like this is a modern or what's supposed to be a modern offense with a guy who wants to be the, the he knows the history of bad quarterback play for the Chicago Bears. He wants to be uh, a a really good player for the charter franchise. They've given him the keys. He's captain of the team, and they sucked Sunday night. And like Tone always talks about, we should we shouldn't talk to players immediately after games. But like even for Justin, like clearly he was bothered in their performance. So like to to take that and run with it, it was just. It, it's people. It's the reason. Like those people aren't in the media for a reason because there would be people like that that give us the the bad name. Well, and they're ruining it for everyone because Correct. one of the one of the things that he said Wednesday was to the effect of, "I want to come out here to these press conferences and just be myself, yeah, mm-hmm. and not be and not just give you canned answers and not just be a robot and and have to and not that him." calling out fans is necessarily who he is, but what he's saying is I want to be out here and just kind of speak freely instead of having to be out here and be calculated and make sure like everything I say, am I going to be really care? Am I going to make sure that this doesn't, and like you, you kind of can't be the other thing that this made me think of Russ is like, he was miserable enough about this for three days. It bothered him enough that he brought it up unprompted on Wednesday. And I think that we, we will get backlash now for talking about this and people be like, Oh, poor baby. Justin Fields plays a game for a living. You know, even on a rookie contract makes millions of dollars, gets to be famous. You know, Oh, oh I'll trade you buddy. You can come you know, work yeah. at the uh, ham factory or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I, money doesn't just make you not feel things. Money and success at work doesn't just mean that like failure doesn't hurt you. And people being terrible to you doesn't sting like it, it still affects you. You don't just, you don't just go home after a horrible, horrible night of work yeah. and just cuddle up to your money and be like, Oh, thank you, baby. I'm good now. Right. Right. It's uh, it's sad. It's one of those things. Justin will move on. He'll be more careful with the words that he chooses and but we don't want should, him to be. No, you don't want him to be, but it's just like, well, but that's the, the situation we're in now because people want to be dumb on social. Bullshit on everybody that was being dumb on social. Uh, I Call Bullshit is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's all you have to do. No promo code needed. Just go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Pick out the mattress that fits your bed. Brand new eucalyptus mattress designed to give you perfect support and keep you cool airflow it's sustainable it's everything you want in a mattress go on there put it in your cart and you will see when you go to checkout if you've gone via our link sheetsgiggles.com sa that you will get an automatic 230 dollars discount it's awesome go to sheetsgiggles.com sa Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to? Yes, please. There's quite a bit of it. Okay. 
Uh, we start with Major League Baseball, your specialty. So we need to bring in uh, sports adjacent MLB insider Ross Dursey. I'm going to assume Tony's hitting the sounder there in post. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Judge. Yes. So I don't know what he did tonight. Tone, can you make sure that he didn't? Have uh, he went two for four with a walk, two doubles, and everybody was upset when he hit the doubles. <laughs> look at this guy. Look at this guy, baseball insider. I threw it to Tony to look it up. Russ already knew. Russ is on top of his job. Good job, Russ. Um, so th- so as I had it going into this game Wednesday night, he had 60 homers and stayed mm-hmm. there. Uh, would you say he went two for four? So his batting average probably went up. He was hitting 316. Yes. That was first. I think he's league. around three, um, eighteen or nineteen right now. So he is. Uh, he is not only chasing. Well, this is what I want to talk to you about: is what record exactly is he chasing? But not only is he at sixty home runs, but he is also in the driver's seat for the triple crown. With I believe this will now be fourteen games. Uh, I'm sorry, thirteen games left by the time you hear this. So they play Thursday night. We don't know what will happen in that. Uh, this is going to come out, you know, with us missing that. But uh, worst case scenario for Aaron Judge, he will be sitting at 60 homers when you hear this Friday morning and he'll have 13 games left. So I always wondered what this would be like because we haven't had somebody in this position, I don't think, since, you know, Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. How do you view this, Russ? You know, the record is 73. And we all, I think, agree that Barry Bonds was an amazing player and should be in the Hall of Fame and all of that. And we don't want – I don't, at least, invalidate his incredible career because of PEDs and things like that. But I do kind of – I mean, I kind of feel like Aaron Judge is – well, what do, you, what do you think? I mean, is Aaron Judge getting to 62 a thing or no? I think Aaron Judge is probably at 65 or 66 by the time the season's over. Um I, it's been so fun to watch, and I've been talking about it this past week or so on different platforms, and I've, I've said it this way. I feel like benefit of the doubt was taken from us with the PD era, and it's the first time since then, even though you, you naturally have to have the thought, unfortunately, because of everything that happened, I think this is the first time that people have had just a natural fun reaction to home runs since those guys played Bond, Sosa, McGuire. And it's not just the fact that the guy's in the ball at ballpark. The guy is probably going to win the triple crown. Like he's leading the American league in batting average homers and RBI as at the time of this podcast, he's carried the Yankees because they have not been a, a good baseball team in the second half. The guy has over 30 homers since July 1st. He has over a season's worth of home runs for a lot of guys since July 1st. Without him, they would be in last place in the AL East. You could make the argument. I know this is the conversation between him and Otani for MVP. I love Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. But the most valuable player in the American League this year is Aaron Judge. Um so it's I've it's been an absolute treat to watch where every pitch of every at bat right now, the world is locked in on Aaron Judge. Why is why is that though? Because we're talking about like 73 is the record. He's not getting to 73. So when he hits 62, is that and is that is that the event that it would have been before the steroid era? Or why what do you how do you look at that? 
a dude hits is that dude has 60 home runs right now. Right. Like that, that's in the sense, like that's not normal. Like we're not going to, we don't necessarily know if we're going to see that again for another 10, 15. look how long it took after bonds. Like it, it, we haven't seen a guy do that in almost two decades. So right. it's the fact that not only is he hitting the ball into the ballpark at, at a crazy rate in a year, mind you, where guys aren't hitting home runs. He's 20 home runs ahead of the next person on the list. I thought I saw today the next person in the American League is like 37. I don't even remember who yeah, it was. Oh, I, I'm just meeting baseball. Kyle Schwarber okay. has 38. Um, so he's 20 homers ahead of the next person. He's hitting the ball out of ballpark in a season where guys are hitting home runs. He's doing it in, yes, you could say short porch and right, yes. He's hit a lot of homers to right field, but it's not necessarily easy to hit home runs out of Yankee Stadium as a right-handed hitter. He's a complete baseball player. He's been playing center field half his games. It's one of the best seasons offensively that we've ever seen. You like can there, watch. There's, there's only five human beings that have hit more home runs than him in a season in yes. the history of baseball. That's why hitting 60 home runs. Damn the record. It's not even important at this point. Hitting 66, 67 home runs, whatever he finishes with, is a feat in and of itself. Because it will be the first time you could make the argument since Roger Maris, who has the AL record of 61 home runs, it will be the first time that somebody has hit 60 home runs natural. Well, that's the essence of the of the entire conversation right there. Is Does that change how you look at it, that you believe Aaron Judge to be clean, whereas we – pretty much know Bonds, Maguire, Sosa to not have been. Yes, and I think that's why people have enjoyed the run so much. I think that's it's, what's happening too. It's, it, it feels like a, a a real version of the summer of 98. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people in the summer of 98, who doesn't love home runs, but I think a lot of people felt like they knew what that was. And nobody said anything, and people kind of just went with it. And if you watch the E60 Barry Bonds doc, you get a lot of that where everybody was like, I mean, the guy was 39 years old hitting this many. Like, that shouldn't yeah, happen. Right. Like, you should be dead. Um, and I'm being saying that in jest, but, like, you you should be able to do that. And to watch a guy who is, dude, 6'7", 275, you should be hitting. You should be the one person that should hit 60 home runs. Now, by the way, you can watch him. Uh, go for whatever he's going for at this time. It could very well be going for 61 Friday night on Apple TV. You can. I wrestled the, the other game. Well, the people are mad about this, Russ. At least yeah, some people I, are I, mad I, about it. Well, I've heard. Yeah. Well, I, but I don't get it. Like, it's okay. Uh, look, I, I don't, I, I can't even use this iPhone correctly that I just uh, bought. I'm fumbling with it and I take accidental screenshots five times a day with this phone. And it's a two-hander. It's a two-hander. Yeah, I can't. I fumble it. I can't handle it with one hand. That's right, Tone. Uh, I have watched these games on Apple TV, not because I'm interested in Pirates Rockies, but because I I like seeing you doing your work on there. I, I I don't find it to be that difficult. I turned on my TV and found it. Yeah. I, I, why, why is this such a problem? It's, it's, it's a let's. Ah, do I want to take it here? Because I've had this conversation a lot today. I think people judge the product off of the early part of the Apple broadcast mm-hmm. where it was very new. 
I call it the pre-Russ era. Sure, yeah. But it was it was different. Like I would imagine a lot of broadcasts, if you put a, a broadcast crew together, that first game is a lot different than that last game that they do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people have judged the whole thing based off of that first assessment of it, which is unfair. How, also, you have Aaron Judge who could potentially try to hit his 61st home run on Apple TV that night. You also could have Albert Pujols be on 699 home runs for our game in L.A. on Friday night. And people are like, why should they get to call these milestone moments? It's just like, bro, we didn't tell Albert to yo, wait till for 699 until you're in L.A. on Friday Night Baseball. Nobody told Aaron just, yo, Aaron, hit all the home runs you want, but don't hit one until Friday Night Baseball. Uh, 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 Yankees Red Sox right. on Apple TV. Like the Wednesday, that, the Wednesday before that, go two for four with two doubles only. Right, don't homer, just hit doubles. Like we, we only don't have a, two of the wall, not it's over. It's not a crystal ball where like there's people writing columns about it, and and, and, and also Apple paid for it. Right, they paid for it. That's why it's on Apple. Hey man, sometimes, sometimes you just you catch a great break, and they have yes. a great break Friday night. So their early game is Yankees Red Sox with Aaron Judge, and their West Coast game, which will be you, is yes. Cardinals Dodgers, which is a really good game too from Dodger like, Stadium. From Dodger Stadium, perfect, beautiful. Uh, we were talking earlier about fans, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw this Kyler Murray story. They they were one of the crazy comebacks. Sunday, there were three of them that were just wild. Uh, Bears were not one of them. Uh, kind of a weird story here, to me, at least. And, may, and maybe it's just me, and maybe you can clear this up for me. But a fan in Vegas after their comeback, Kyler Murray celebrating kind of with the fans, going right up to the wall where the seats are. Uh, he gets swatted in the, uh, like kind of across the face or in the face at some point in this kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a scrum or whatever, this celebration. A guy, It looked like a guy in a gray T-shirt. So I don't know if that's supposed to be a, if that guy's like a Raiders fan or what, but uh, Cliff Kingsbury was like outraged by this, and the and Kyler Murray or someone on his behalf filed a police report about this about him getting hit in the face. Cliff Kingsbury called the guy a lowlife uh, and hoped that he would get banned from the stadium and fired from his job and arrested and all that. But uh, Kyler Murray, like, let's listen to this clip. He he doesn't really sound that upset. I'm confused by this. Oh, it's just you know stuff happens fast. Um, I'm not. No, I don't know. I don't know. I know every person that I've hit in the face, they I did it for a reason. I don't know, you know, if he if he if he was probably didn't know where he was. I don't know. You know, it was a, it was a pretty live game. Vegas is Vegas. I'm sure, you know, he was having fun. Um but again, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any player should be getting, you know, touched in that manner, but um no hard feelings towards the guy. I mean, if I seen him, it would, you know, I'd, I'd shake his hand, but uh it is what it is. What is he? What's is he saying that like he thinks it was an accident? Is that? I think he, I think he was trying to say I, maybe the guy was drunk and did it on accident, trying to okay. get a high five or whatever, and accidentally hit Kyle in the face. I think that's what he's trying to say. Okay, well that's very generous of him. I, I think I think I've seen enough where like I'm not doing this, not after a win, not if I see my home fans, not in my home stadium. Like I'm not going. Into the crowd at all. I'm not yeah, doing, I'm doing, I'm doing the Lambo no. leap if I play in Green Bay. I don't want to get hit in my face or I'm doing a little high five on my way into the tunnel. And if I miss you, I'm a point like you, like Tone does with uh, Stephanie. Baby, love you. And then run into the tunnel. 
Russ, I really don't want to be. This is a news story. Okay. Uh, I really don't want to be like the old man who's always complaining about how dumb young people are. That's your, it's your gig. Your I don't, thing. I don't, don't stick I don't, to your go-to moves, Jason. I don't want to be though. Like I want to be cool. I want to be cool. No, <laughs> no say it like you just did. I want to be cool. I was talking the other day to uh, uh, Darnell Mooney of the Bears who went to Tulane like I did. Mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney is like 24, 25. Uh, and Cairo Santos, their kicker, also went to Tulane. And Darnell Mooney, I had never met Darnell Mooney until a couple of weeks ago, even though I've been covering him for a couple of years because we haven't had open locker room and things like that. Uh, and when he uh, when it had come up that we had both gone to Tulane, he was like, oh, did you go to school with – were you there when uh, when Cairo was there? And I'm like, buddy, I'm, I didn't go to school at the same time that anybody in this locker room went to school. That's There's funny. no one on your team that's 38, I don't think, now that Jason Peters is gone. <laughs> They're a uh, former head coach. <laughs> the week where <laughs> Jason Peters was in charge was great. Um, I, so I don't want to be constantly yammering about the, uh, the young people and their TikToks and whatever. But what am I supposed to do when they're out there cooking chicken in NyQuil? Don't I don't want to, I don't I don't like the blame of the youth on the dumb people on TikTok because a lot of the nasty stuff I see on TikTok be people your age. What, you, Jason? We've had this conversation with the with the with people cooking food over toilets, using uh, toilet water to bro. I'm telling you, I don't think it's a lot the community. Of, it's not the community, but I wasn't going to make, say that, that guy, The guy making uh, sangria or whatever it was in his sink. Yeah, um, that was also. Uh, but also, but uh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> very sheepishly. No, uh, yeah, well. but, but also, but I'm going to say like a lot of these people who be doing that stuff are your age. How do you, well, I don't know how you know that, but. Because I'm on way, the internet more than you are. That's probably true. Sleepy chicken is uh, enough of a thing. That and I saw a video where a guy was making sleepy chicken, and uh, it was clearly meant to be funny, but uh, very dangerous because people will see things on TikTok and then try to do it. And this this is a thing, and it has become so much of a thing that the FDA, the government, had to put out had to put out a statement about it. Tone. And now, Tony Gill reads. My guy, Jason Leisure. What's up, man? I haven't seen you in a minute. How you doing? You sound a little slow. You sound like you've been eating sleepy chicken. <laughs> hey, you man, those, slow TikTokers, part, right? those TikTokers are very convincing. Very, very convincing. All right, guys. Tony Gill Glasses back at it again. Haven't, haven't been up in a couple weeks. Been on vacation myself, you know? Getting tan all over. Bucket naked. Shot. Okay. Shocking that Russ didn't throw to Tony Gill with glasses once during my absence. I'm not surprised by that at all. From the FDA, a recent social media video challenge encourages people to cook chicken in NyQuil. The challenge sounds silly and unappetizing, and it is. But it also be, but it could also be very unsafe. <laughs> Boiling a medication can make it much more concentrated and changes properties in other ways. Even if you don't eat the chicken, inhaling the medication's vapors while cooking could cause high level of drugs to enter your body. I mean, here's my thing. It's probably the point. 
maybe. Um, I don't understand the obsession with doing this. Like, I don't. What's next? Like, we're gonna try to turn like a porta potty into a grill. I've, I've listen, man. The things I've seen on the old social media, I, I imagine somebody's done it already. I saw a guy in a video clip uh, saying that you should try to ingest Lysol to stop COVID. Yeah, that was good. But he was also like running the country. But yeah, that wasn't you know there. And finally, Russ, you know how I love a good uh, a good story about uh, foiling animal smugglers. So the the Dusseldorf Airport in Germany. Picture yourself working there. Let's just say you, Russ Dorsey, uh, you work customs at the yeah. Dusseldorf Airport in Germany. And uh, you're kind of just walking around, you know, maybe you're checking a text on your phone while you're walking and you trip over mm-hmm. something. You're like, what, what, what is this? And it's a toy. You're like, oh, what's this weird toy? Uh, how'd this get here? And it's not a toy. It's a snail. It's, a, it's an eight-inch snail. You're like, whoa, that's kind of weird. And so you look and you see there's this trail of slime that snails always leave. You follow this back to see where does it, where did this thing come from? And uh, you notice this horrendous smell as you get clo- farther along down this snail trail. And uh, you find that the trail leads to a bag with a hole in it. And another snail is on its way out of there. This is the mother load. You find out that there are 93 giant snails among, I think it was six different bags that somebody was trying to smuggle through customs from Nigeria to Germany. You also find where the horrible smell is coming from. It's not the snails, my friend. It's 62 pounds of fish and smoked meat and, just for fun, a suitcase full of rotting meat. Rotted meat, excuse me, past tense. You know, man... I just, uh, why? An amazing stop by the uh, German customs department. I mean, I wouldn't imagine that you, they, they really had to try. It's, what's the, why does it smell like ass? And then you go figure out why it smells like ass. And you find pounds of rotting meat. I just don't, what I don't understand is like, I am always afraid that I've left something in my backpack that I shouldn't. Like, uh, that sounds worse than it is. Uh, like, like, you know, like a little like uh, pocket knife. And I don't even mean like the kind you use to field dress a deer or whatever. I'm talking about just the kind that has like the kind that has the little scissors to it or something. Mm-hmm. Something you could use just to cut a thread or something like that, which is all I'd ever use it for. I'm worried about like if I use if I leave that in my backpack, like, oh, is that going to are they going to see that at TSA? and It's going to be a problem. Did I forget that? These people are trying to smuggle giant snails, eight inch long snails. Yeah. How are you gonna? How are you gonna control an animal and have it not, as in this case, sneak out of a bag, and try to lead some kind of snail exodus in Germany? Bro, the rotting meat, though. I think that's the most important. Like, damn, a the suitcase snails. full of rotted meat. It specifically said a suitcase. But like, uh, why? Hmm. What do you want rotted meat for? I think they were probably hoping it would get there not rotted, but uh, things happen. People are stupid, man. That's the news. Well, this has been another edition of Sports. Jason, we are so glad to have our guy, Jason Leisure, back in action. Tone, if you had to if you had to put a, a point total, a rebound assist total on his performance today, what would you give him? Uh for for the first game back, you know, I probably maybe twenty one. Uh maybe about 
seven rebounds, maybe three assists, you know, shooting about, you know, maybe you know, 48% from the field. Did pretty good from the free throw line. Shot maybe five for five from the from the line. Three point percentage though needs needs to come up though. Like you're you're shooting low, low. Didn't get the big 30s. splashes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think I was, that's like staggeringly accurate what he just said. I was gonna say he he was uh, eighteen points, three rebounds, five assists because he set us up on some jokes. So I, yeah. we like that he he shared the ball. Um, I didn't like I didn't like he he I didn't like that there wasn't a lot of volume tonight. Like I, we needed volume mm, from him. Okay. You got all this damn rest. I, we need you to come out the gate shooting, <laughs> shooting. But me and Tone are on the end of a back to back. We yes. need you. We <laughs> right. need you to go up tonight. It was like uh, uh, it was kind of like you know fine first game back, but not not enough. Not what we. Yeah, did. yeah. No, no. We lost by fifteen. We lost by fifteen. It's it's fine. and that's gonna happen. But you know who doesn't lose by fifteen? Our lovely sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. If you would like the brand new Eucalyptus mattress, they have it for you. Any size. You can get $230 off going to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash S-A. Tone is always saying if you want to get your girl pregnant. And while I wouldn't use that to promote our lovely sponsor, I will say this. Never. We are getting. Never say that. It's, gonna, it's starting to get cool here in the city. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're getting down to the 60 degree. Cuffing nights. season. Cuffing the, the high fifties. We going we get into those the highest fifty type of days. I love them. That you gonna get your sweaters out, have 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 the person you're interested in, or get the grace get the gray sweats. You <laughs> the gray sweats. We're getting the gray sweats. Get the meat print out. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Tom. Let's save that for your time. We're, we're coming to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you got you, listen. I I've just changed to my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth set of sheets and giggle sheets. They're fantastic at this time of year because they they keep you warm. I like a cool bedroom. They keep yes. you warm enough, but also keep you cool so you're not sweating at night. They're very soft. It gets softer with each wash. So get the new mattress. You get two hundred thirty dollars off. Get you some sheets or a couple sets of sheets to go on there. You will not regret it. You will have these sheets. For a long time, I promise you, Tone. Before we let the fine folks go, give them a what you have. Give them what you haven't given them so far for a sheets and giggles uh, promo. Russ just said that as you wash them, they get softer. I'll let your imagination take you, take you the rest of the way. Sheets and giggles. Go <laughs> get that mattress. <laughs> You won't regret it. Sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You just put it in your cart. You will automatically get $230 off. You don't even have to do anything. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother...